Welcome to the Hammer and Quill, a Bonhoeffer House podcast exploring the good, true, and beautiful in the lives and vocations of people we find interesting. This is episode one, intro to the pod, pod intro. That's right. We're here in the global headquarters, Mm. the worldwide headquarters of the Bonhoeffer House. And I'm here with my co-host, Michael Whirl. What's up, Michael? Hey, How's it going? Good, man. Good. So, uh, you know, here we are, first episode. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, we're on lockdown. We're, you know, uh, trying our best to do some social distancing. In fact, right now, Michael, I, took, I got the tape measure out before you got here. I made sure that we were six feet away. Easily. Easily, which is... Uh, you know, we're, we're doing our part. Yeah, this, this isn't a huge global shed quarters. <laughs> it's, that's right. Yes. So. It's, it's a bit challenging to find six feet between us here in my shed. Uh, <laughs> but we've done it and we are here to uh, record our first podcast and to, uh, you know, give you something to listen to while you're practicing social distancing, quarantining, um, what, what are some other words? What, what's the other thing? Uh, uh, sheltering in place. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you find yourself sheltering in place out there, we're here for you. Yeah, major cities. We're here for you. So, Michael, hey, man, uh, before we get into a, a kind of general overview uh, introduction to the podcast, we're going to do some personal introductions. Before we even go there, I have a few just random questions to ask you. Um, sure. First up, NFL off-season moves, so we don't have sports, right? That's right. And that's sad. It is sad. And uh, but we do have uh, we do have the off-season for the NFL free agency, free agency All trades, kinds of moves. yeah. And so uh, now I know you're an you're a Chicago Bears fan, is that right? That's correct. A, a closet Chicago Bears fan, but why? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> Why? Why are you a Bears fan? Um, I just have never really had an NFL team. And and then in college, uh, one of my good buddies, Vince Oliveri, shout out Vince. Um, Hello, Vince. Was now, just, Vince has an excuse though, right? Didn't he live in Chicago he, at some well, point? Well, sort of. He was he was born and and briefly lived in in Chicago. So uh, he doesn't. I don't think he remembers any of his time. <laughs> in Chicago, but, but he's, he, he, it was, and is a diehard bears fan. And so when, when we became good friends in okay. in college, he just, he kind of incessantly talked about all Chicago sports and, and by pro by proxy, by being around him, I, I, I decided, you know what, I can either jump in on this and, and enjoy it with him, or I can just be inundated with information about Chicago sports that I don't really want. So you decided to care. So I jumped in. Now, when you were in college, how long ago? Like eight years ago? I graduated in 2013. So 2011, 2012. Were were the Bears good then? They were pretty good, right? uh, I mean, they haven't been great. But they've been better than the Redskins. That's that's not not hard. So, well... That's not I don't hard. know why you had to go there. So, yeah. <laughs> so give me a little bit of your off-season moves. What has been interesting to you? You know, obviously, 
Nick Foles to the Bears is interesting, <laughs> but but Wait, but most interesting. I was thinking Tom Brady maybe, but well, even beyond Tom Brady, most interesting is uh, what what is Bill O'Brien doing? Giving up oh, the Hopkins. the Houston Texans coach GM. That's correct. Yeah, dual dual role. Giving up DeAndre Hopkins. He just and lit, the lit the couch on fire in the front yard, didn't he? That's correct. For yeah. David Johnson. For David Because anytime you can get an uh, injury-prone running back who hasn't had a good season in a couple of years and give him a lot of money yeah. while giving away probably the best receiver in the NFL, you just got to jump on that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, I got another question for you, Michael, here before we dive in. Uh, you know, people are, I know we are, uh, watching a little bit more Netflix than usual. Yeah. Although when I think about it, I'm not sure why. Because yeah. it's not like I'm doing it in the middle of the day. Yeah. It's like, it's like um, you know, we're, we're shuttering in place. And so it's like, well, we might as well watch some Netflix. <laughs> yeah. uh, so do you have any binge-worthy show recommendations, Michael? You know, whenever, whenever my wife Emily and I are, are thinking about shows, it's just really hard not to go back to The Office or Parks and Rec. So right now we we're both of which are still on Netflix, right? That, yeah, for, I don't know for how much longer. So maybe uh, now it's time to take advantage. But even after they're not, I, aren't they still going to be on the Peacock? They'll be <laughs> they'll be on something. Is that the official that, name? I think that's what NBC is calling it. Yeah, I hope anyway. So we're we're rewatching. I, I'm not sure for what number of times, mm. but we're rewatching through Parks and Rec right now, um, and that's been amazing um so nothing new just kind of falling back to the old faithful yeah yeah i feel that a buddy of mine uh jason jack jason pal jug he's watching uh yeah shout out jack he's watching band of brothers oh where's that uh amazon prime i think huh um and so i i i saw him uh that's that show with uh the guy from friends it is, which which I I had forgotten, and then, uh, I you know I don't really watch Friends, but but I'm aware of it. So, what is it? Is it that's Chandler, right? No, no, it's uh, Ross. 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 Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm my was, my friends. You really don't watch Friends. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Band of Brothers. That's a great recommendation. One that I think I might actually. It's intense. I might do it. We watched we watched a couple of the episodes, uh, and and then I think it got a little bit too intense for Emily. Mm. So we just we just back to Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. Leslie, no, old faithful. Well, well, Michael, why don't we introduce ourselves? So uh, everyone now knows that you're a Closet Bears fan. That's right. Who it's watches Parks and Rec and The Office over and over again? But who else are you? Give us give give us a little bit of an introduction about who you are. Yeah, I am uh, a husband and a dad. Um, my wife, uh, Emily, we've been married uh, since July of 2017. Um, Do the math for us. What is that? Uh, almost three years. That's, that's yeah. We have a wow. we have a one year old daughter. Her name's Lila, and she is amazing. Uh, she has a a giant. Uh, well, not a giant head. She is, she has a, a full <laughs> huge head. head of hair. Honestly, she has like a, a hair helmet. She was born with a hair helmet, like a Lego yeah. hair helmet, but yeah. cuter. That's right. Yeah. So it, it like, it almost honestly dwarfs her head. It's, it's really <laughs> impressive. 
<laughs> she has like she has like three year old toddler hair. Yeah. Um, which is really adorable. And so she's uh she's keeping us busy. Um and she's awesome. And then I'm a uh a Hokie, Virginia Tech grad, um, and I'm a pastor. Uh pastor in rural Floyd, Virginia, um, with my good buddy Isaac, uh, and and another guy, Daniel. Um so Daniel's actually my um he is my supply of beef. That's right. He is, if you're looking for beef out there. And it's called beef. Like you buy, you buy, you don't buy a cow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not buying cows. I know, but, but like <laughs> even when you buy it, it's like, you don't, you don't buy like a quarter cow. You buy a, you buy a quarter beef, which is just interesting to me. <laughs> I mean, do you, are there a lot of people talking about buying cows or quarter cows? I, I mean, you just buy a percentage of the cow. So anyways. <laughs> yes. So he's my beef supply. He is your beef and, supply. Uh, I, I recommend him if yeah. you're if you're interested. Yeah, check him out. What is it? Grim uh, beef. It's not grim cows. It's not. Grim. <laughs> uh, maybe you we'll know, put a link in the show notes. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what what the name of their supply is. Okay, okay. Daniel Isaac, you and where are you? What's the name of the church? Sojourn Church in Floyd, Virginia. Mm. Not to be confused with Sojourn Church in Louisville. Friends as well. But different. That's right. Yeah. Sojourn Floyd, Isaac. Okay, Michael, thank you, man. And you're also the um, associate director for the Bonhoeffer House. The assistant uh, to assistant the regional to manager. The, that's right. And, um, but I don't pay you. <laughs> Much like Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> it's an important role, though, that you play. So thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. So so my name is Jesse uh, and Jesse Fury. Uh also a husband and dad. So my wife, Jenny, and I have been married 17 years this Sunday. Wow. Which we were going to celebrate by going out, but, but now, now we will not be. So what are you doing? Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to push it off yeah. and we're going to celebrate whenever we can have a babysitter again yeah. and get away for at least a day. So Jenny and I have been married 17 years. Uh, I'm a father of four children who quite possibly could interrupt us at any moment. Yeah. Uh, the oldest is 10, Elijah, then Evie, she's nine, Silas is seven, and Hattie is two. Hattie is two. So uh, four great kids, pastor at Valley Bible Church, where my friend Brett Johnson and I planted uh, almost exactly 10 years ago. We just passed our, t- we were going to have this huge party uh, but we didn't because of this virus. So uh, we celebrated all on our own uh, just last weekend. So 10 years, Valley Bible Church and the director of the Bonhoeffer House. Yeah. Uh, so, and also one more thing I want to mention is also podcasting with my good friend, Reed Monahan over at the Gospel Underground. So that's a project we've been working on for a couple of years where we seek to uh, to really engage in the borderlands between the church and culture. Uh, so check us out, Gospel Underground, for another podcast to listen to. Uh, and so, yeah, the Bonhoeffer House. The Bonhoeffer House is the, the kind of host of this podcast. This is a Bonhoeffer House podcast. Uh, we founded the Bonhoeffer House six, well, about seven years ago now. A project between multiple local churches, Pete Shim at Cave Spring Baptist Church, Brett, myself, uh, came together and we said, hey, why don't we bring some local churches together 
and train the next generation of church leaders. Uh, in many ways, uh, to, to bring seminary back to the local church, uniting local churches with this vision for a kind of regional renewal. And so that's what we've been doing. We've yeah. been, uh, you know, Michael was in the first class of people going through the Bonhoeffer house. You made it. I've never left. You, and you, you've made it and you, and you never left. Yeah. And uh, Isaac, who planted uh, Sojourn Church in Floyd, has been through the Bonhoeffer house. Many of you uh, are familiar. If you're not, check, check us out on our website, bonhoefferhouse.com. And uh, we are, you know, we're really, we're really hoping that in the years to come, our particular region, Southwest Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, is ripe for a kind of gospel renewal. You know, there are a lot of churches that are uh, aging. Yeah. And uh, things do, the, the forecast doesn't look great as far as uh, many of the, the churches in our area. Uh, and, that, and that's not unique to our particular area, but, uh, but this is where we are. Yeah. And so, so we have a hope that, that through the Bonhoeffer House, we can see renewal in our region. We can see churches planted, uh, churches revitalized, uh, pastors uh, really sinking roots down in a, in a, in a place where usually uh, you wouldn't find people like you, Michael, Virginia Tech graduates, seminary graduates, um, se- settling into a place where you're like, you're not just looking at Floyd and, and uh, Southwest Virginia as a stepping stone to get, get somewhere else, but just sinking roots down, having deep friendships with each other yeah. with the hope that 20 years from now, man, 20 years from now, we could see a real, a real change in our culture. We could see healthy churches that are centered around the gospel and existing as friends. This is really part of who, what we envision. Yeah. Uh, and it's why we're really focused on training young men to be pastors and church planters. And so that's what we are. That's what we do. And and, and, and it's as the Bonhoeffer House that we're sitting here around the table uh, starting this podcast. We want this podcast, the Hammer and Quill, which, by the way, uh, uh, represent two out of our three core distinctives or practices, the third being the house. And yeah. so the, the Bonhoeffer House is the sort of all-encompassing um, uh, uh, image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which we we you know, it's probably worth explaining. Bonhoeffer, right? Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, is our inspiration. He he started a kind of clandestine. Yeah, uh, great word. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, small town, actually, off the radar house seminary, where he gathered some some young men together and did uh, did life together, did theological training together. Uh, man, they played like soccer together. Ping pong ping-ponged it up together yeah and we haven't done that yet <laughs> we get to, there's like those uh those tiny nets that you can set up on tables <laughs> we could get one of those in here we could do that but again it's not a lot of room here in the yeah, shed that's true. Yeah, we'll do this somewhere else yeah bonhoeffer you know and he wrote his book life together about that experiment of uh of of sharing life together and so so one of our distinctives is life together we thought how can we obviously our context is different from 1930s germany uh, really trying to stay outside of the scope of the Nazis and right. power, and and uh, and and we're not in that situation. But right. man, we can do life together. We could, uh, we could, we could uh, bring the seminary back into local churches where where really men were trained uh, in the past. Yeah, uh, with meaningful apprenticeship. So again, the house is representative of our idea of life together. Yeah. The hammer is the is the idea of ministry apprenticeship. So we get guys 
um, serving with other guys, yeah, side by side, yeah. So, and and you have been an apprentice, Michael. So, tell us a little bit about that. What was your experience like? Yeah, um, really, really enjoyable, really awesome. Um, a place uh, where where not only got to uh, be formed theologically, but but then also just got to watch men that I knew and trusted uh, do the work of pastoral ministry, swing swing the hammer uh, of pastoral ministry. Uh, and, and I'd say really more than anything, that's, that's what has stuck the most, um, is, is getting to see, you know, getting to see you and Brett, uh, and Isaac and Pete, um, pray for people, run elder meetings, uh, conduct member meetings, um, you know, share in, in the suffering of your, of your members, uh, share in the joys of your members. So, uh, it's it's formed me, I think, more more fully and more holistically than than just a, a theological education alone could have done. Good, good, yeah. That that is exactly, man. You got it. that's this is why you're the associate director of the Bonhoeffer House. Yeah, that's right. So that's what we're trying to do is is these ministry apprenticeships, whole life together, uh, side by side, learning and practicing. Uh, and then, so then the quill. So, so what we do with the quill is the quill represents uh, theological training. It represents uh, learning and putting into pra- putting into practice theology, study, yeah. study. And so, and so, um, you know, we we with the Bonhoeffer House, we partner with Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Shout out to Sebits, yeah, uh, where we bring we bring classes back, uh, even even through Southeastern to our local church through what they call equip centers. Yeah. And so we're able to offer, we offer at this point, you know, we offer over half of your MDiv. You can get locally with us. That's huge. That's a master's of divinity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to get, I had to get. Yeah. Sorry, online. man. You had to go. Yeah. That's mm, all right. You had to do a lot of online. Well, well, that's what we're about, right? So, so in the, in the midst of this, this idea of the hammer and the quill is a Bonhoeffer house podcast is that we're going to, uh, we're going to dive in to th- all things good, true, and beautiful. Now we're 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 sourcing our inspiration. You know, the good, true, and beautiful is kind of the the Platonic meaning Plato yeah. uh, ideals. Uh, but but really, we're sourcing this in Philippians four eight, which says, "Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence." There's anything worthy of praise? Think about these things. And so, what we want to do here is we want to think about these things. Yeah. Right. So there's so much, man. Uh, this whole coronavirus um, has has only reminded me how many inputs we have. Yeah. Right. There's voices everywhere. I get email after email. Even and I'm I'm like I'm not really on social media very yeah. well. And I still have all these inputs, uh, and they're sh- they're almost all shouting, right? There, you know, there's so much of of our inputs uh, in in our modern Western cultural kind of setting. It's not good, true, or beautiful, right? It's like uh, yeah, bad, false, and ugly. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a lot of bad, false, and ugly out there. Yeah, and, and a lot of this, a lot of the stuff that we take in. Uh, is actually m- malformative, sure. right? So, so shaping us away from becoming more and more like our 
our God who yeah. made us in his image, yeah. which, which is to say a lot of what we take in, uh, even if we don't realize it, even if we're not, even if we're not meaning to is by nature of what it is just kind of malforming us. Yeah. So man, we want to do the opposite. Yeah. We want to not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want this to be formative. We want this to, uh, we we may do some cultural commentary looking out and 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 but and really what we want to do is is we want this to be good we want we want to explore things that are formative for us that shape us in in good ways yeah uh yeah and so yeah you know we want to do it mainly by interviewing interesting people yeah yeah that even as we even as we get you know some some good friends uh, friends of the house, friends of the pod in here and, and talk to them that uh, hopefully we will get to kind of form our own curiosity, form our own imagination. Um, and that as we hear from them, we'll get to, we'll get to hear about ways that they've been shaped and, and, and formed and uh, the, the way that God has directed and led their lives. And, and hopefully that will fill us with, with hope and with, joy and, 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 you know, form us more into that, that image of, of our God, like you talked about earlier. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we, man, we, we were thinking, Michael, we've got loads of folks in our Bonhoeffer house family and friends of the house, house friends Mm -hmm. who are just interesting. That's right. And we want to be curious with them. Yeah. Uh, so we plan to just sit down with people and just ask them a bunch of questions. Yeah. Be curious. In particular, chat about how it is that they, uh, how it is that they serve God mm-hmm. and love God, and serve their neighbor and love their neighbor. Yeah, in whatever their particular vocations are. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, whether they're roasting coffee mm-hmm. or they're um, writing or they're um, a medical doctor, we just want to kind of get into like, or they're or they or they're a Suddenly, they're a homeschool mom, yeah, which is the case for many of you. Suddenly, right now, whether you wanted to be or not, yeah, <laughs> uh, forced homeschooling, and we just we just want to just dive in and just chase down some interesting paths in ways that we hope are inspiring, yeah, uh, exciting in ways that we hope are um, formative that 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 make us think about our own particular callings, our own particular. Uh, place in 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 honoring God and in, in what He's called us to. Yeah, yeah, and hearing about hearing about how God has used, like, gifted them and used them and led them and directed them. Uh, you know, like like I was saying earlier, I, I hope I hope will spark our own uh, curiosity. Will spark our own hope um, that hey, God's doing these same things in your life. Um, you know, you might not be the coffee roaster who who got led through, you know, this and that passion. Um, but, but God has, has gifted you and equipped you and is forming you. And so, so there's hope that, uh, God is going to use you, uh, and direct you, um, in your own life too. So, yeah, that's good. And, and, you know, uh, even, even the idea of vocation, the idea of calling, um, we're hoping will be holistic, right? So, so, um, I mentioned, you know, we, maybe we'll get a medical doctor in here. Maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get a guy who's, roasting coffee locally, but it's not as if that's all we want to hear about. Right. You know, like, um, I, I'm just, what interests people, right? Like, right. 
I think that we'll find some really interesting things about people and how uh, how they honor God, not just in the way that they do the thing that they're doing when they go to work, right? But just in their lives, right? And so, man, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to hear from some of the guests we have lined up. I think that you guys are going to enjoy hearing from them. And part of what we're hoping in this is in this particular moment, which is a moment that is, uh, uh, it can be isolating. Uh, a moment where we have social distancing. Uh, we want this podcast to uh, to to deepen and thicken the bonds between people, both you as a listener and us, uh, our churches who are who are in this kind of network in this family, and then the people that we bring on. We, you know, we're, we're hoping that 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 we'll be able to thicken these friendships and strengthen these friendships, all in an interesting way. So. Yeah, man. Anything you want to add before we close up? You know, I've been sitting over here noticing to my left this this drawing of you, <laughs> which is really good. I, who did this? Well, it's not a self-portrait. Okay. Okay. So I, I, don't, I guess I could say, <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, Seth McDuffie. Awesome. Who's done a, a, some of our artwork for the Bonhoeffer House. Yeah. Friend, the, the friend of the house. Friend of the house. He's a friend of the house. He's actually in the family. Yeah, for he's sure. He's in the family. Uh, he's a local illustrator. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe we'll we'll put his link in the show notes as well because this guy is phenomenal with branding, with graphic design. He ap- happens to also be phenomenal with uh, pen and ink sketching. So uh, the story with that is I didn't know he was doing that. He handed that to me one night, and he was he didn't want anyone to know, so... Uh-oh. Sorry, Seth. <laughs> I didn't know Michael was going to ask. That's my bad. It's just been, it's just been, it's been looking, at, looking you. at me. It's been looking, looking at you. Yeah, it really so, is good. So what happened is we had a member meeting at Valley Bible Church and he just sketched me with like, like that's like the back of a napkin or something. Yeah. And then he gave it to me. That's the end of the story. It's pretty awesome. And you've got your, you've I got, got my Bonhoeffer house. house sweatshirt. Yeah, you've got your I got my swag. swag on. Yeah. Repping the house, repping the house. So. That's all I got. (laughs) Well, listen, thank you all for tuning in to the Hammer and Quill episode one pod intro. Let's go. Tune in next week for our very first guest, man. Did you know we got Charles Wilson? We got Charles Wilson, church planter, pastor, hustler, networker, worker of good. And you got any more adjectives to add? Uh, just awesome. Just awesome. What a, what a great dude to be around. He is just awesome. He is planting a church in Northwest Roanoke city Hill church and is just crushing it, man. This guy is we're, we have him on. We're going to have him on here cause we want to talk about how it is that he is such a hustler, right? I, I mean, he is just working hard. He's hitting the pavement yeah. He he is uh he is pretty new to Roanoke. Yeah. Which but man he learned the geography both actual, yeah. social, cultural yep. just like man so quick. He's got friends in, you know, City Hall and he's got friends on the block and so we are going to interview him and find out how did he do it? Yeah. How does he do it? Yeah. What's his life like? What's Hill City? What's Hill Church like? So please listen in. Please subscribe. Review us on iTunes. Throw some five-star reviews our way. 
Until next time, peace. Peace.